Welcome to the Inner Source Podcast, hosted by the biggest brain in Maine. Well, certainly the biggest head, it's Saucy Dad. Why, hello there, world. (laughs) How are all my beautiful people doing today? How you guys doing? Saucy fam, welcome back. Welcome back indeed to the Inner Sauce episode. Drum roll, please. Man, my editor sucks. Episode 10. Episode 10. Double digits. We made it. Pretty exciting stuff, right? I thought so anyways. Yeah, man. Got some uh got some fall weather going on. Been having some hints of some fall weather. Very exciting. Without a doubt, my favorite time of the year. Just that smell and the briskness. Oh boy. My favorite time to be just outside, you know? Long sleeve t-shirt weather. Apple picking, apple crisp, you know? making piles of leaves to throw your kids into, take all your anger out in a fun way. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we never really had summer. We had, it was basically fall all summer with some random hot days, more or less. Speaking of random hot days, funny enough, happens to tie directly into what I wanted to, come up here and talk to you lovely people about we'll get there in a second but first i just want to say thank you so much to all of the listeners thank you guys for all of your support on whatever platform it is that you support me on support the channel support the mission on i uh you know Really, truly appreciate each and every one of you guys for taking your time and opening your hearts and your ears to whatever it is that happens to spill out of my mouth on any given day. It means a lot to me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, You know, if you haven't yet, and you are not part of the quote-unquote saucy fam, I do suggest you go check out the YouTube channel, man. If you enjoy the podcast, I promise you will enjoy the YouTube channel. We have a ton of fun checking out a bunch of really cool music and random types of content. We have a good time. We're about to hit 30,000 subscribers. It seems like every week I sit down in this chair, I'm talking about a new milestone. So it's pretty cool. A lot of momentum, a lot of momentum, and we're not going to let it slip away ever, ever again. World domination. (laughs) uh but no yeah go check it out saucy dad on youtube go check out the patreon page a lot of really cool stuff really intimate little community we got over there like 210 220 people uh patreon.com slash saucy dad with an ey Yeah, and then all the other socials, Saucy Dad everywhere. Except for Twitch. Twitch is Saucy Dad with two Ds. That's where we do, like, live music reactions and stuff like that. But 
Anyways, anyways, anyways. Enough about that. Um, yeah, the episode that I had in mind for last week is going to have to wait yet another week. And instead of putting it off all week long in hopes that I will get the approval that I am waiting for on that uh, video, I said we'll just do that episode whenever we get the approval. And until then, there's plenty of stuff to talk about, you know? I am excited for that one, though. I am truly excited for that episode. But anyways, I had a very eventful, very eventful weekend. And, um, man, really just, <laughs> I don't know. It just opened my eyes wider. It just, I, I think I needed it in a way. Not that you ever need the things that took place. Nobody ever needs it. But the emotions that it makes you feel, the, the thought process, the, the recentering of yourself, just remembering what truly matters. Remembering how your priority list should truly look. Not based on people's expectations of you or things that you hope to have. But what actually matters to you, you know? If it was all going to be gone tomorrow. If you went to bed tonight for the last time ever. You know? What would be important to you? Most important to you? I had some things that really put that in perspective for me this past weekend. And past week, even. Uh, a lot of you guys know we, somebody in the family is very sick and, um, yeah, that's been a really hard situation just altogether. It's really, really difficult, really hard. It's a lot of people involved that, uh, don't necessarily have the most positive outlook on life in general. Which makes it really difficult, you know? It's hard to grieve and just let yourself feel genuine feelings when you're also arguing and debating and, you know, dealing with a lot of negative input. Really important that you do everything you can to remove that negative input from your life. It does nothing for you. I don't care the relation... The relationship of the person that is giving it, it does not matter. That gives them no right to inject that into your life and what you are already dealing with. Gives them no right. Must be removed. So yeah, um, this past weekend, I had a wedding. And somebody very close to me had a really scary thing happened. Really scary little uh, moment. Um, it was literally the first, it's just so funny the way things work sometimes. It's been, I don't know, 70 degrees every day for the past three weeks, a month, more than a month. I don't even know. 
And obviously the day of this wedding, it's 85. It had to be 95 directly in the sun. It had to be. I mean, it was brutal. So we're sitting there. And uh, this person that is very, very close to me, very close to like, you know, super important to me. We have a very long running, very deep relationship, connection, whatever you want to call it. Recently had this person recently had surgery and um, they're on medication. Now, I've told you guys in the past because of my addiction, my family has really changed the way they look at that sort of thing. They pay very close attention to what they are prescribed, when they are prescribed it, the dosage, you know, what the what the plan is, making sure that there even is a plan, speaking specifically about the medication part of it. There has to be a plan. You know, when are we stopping it? How are we stopping it? Is there a, a weaning process? All that stuff. So anyways, that's not what this is about. But what it is about is they were, this person was prescribed medication because of the back surgery they just recently had. And they put him on a very high dose, very high dose of this medication. And it normally does fine, but when you don't necessarily worry about your hydration level on a day-to-day -day basis because you're inside, you're not moving much, your body's not, you're not using a lot of water. You don't really have to worry about hydration level. You get used to a certain routine. You take that medication, the dose they gave you, and you just kind of, you know, live your life. Well, that all changes when... You are placed in an oven, basically. We were sitting in the middle of a field directly in the beaming sun. It was so hot. It got really, boy, it got really scary, man. So where the wedding took place was like, I don't know, a thousand feet, maybe 2,000 feet. It was quite a ways off the road, off the pavement. You go down a really long dirt driveway and... That's where everything was taking place. So I noticed, and a couple people other than me, while talking with me, and this is all during the ceremony, mind you. So, you know, they're trying to actually get married up there. And a couple of us noticed he's not, you know, he doesn't look super good. So I suggested, hey, I'm going to go get an umbrella. We need to, like, block the sun it does not look like it's having a great effect on this person. So I snuck out of the little gathering and for the first time in many, many years, sprinted the entire way back to our vehicle. We parked right on the road, basically. So like I said, <laughs> probably 2000 feet. I don't even know. That's a very rough idea, but it was like a, it was a long ways. It was a long ways, probably a quarter mile. I don't know. It was a long ways. So I sprinted all the way back to the car. And instead of grabbing the umbrella and running back, I said, uh, not happening. I, I'm not going to survive the trip back. So I got in the car, drove it all the way back, 
ran back to them with the umbrella and, uh, you know, watched the rest of the wedding. I am at this point, literally, it looks like I just got out of the pool just from that run. I was soaked in sweat, saturated. And this person that we're talking about was drinking a bottle of water and whatever else. So they wrap up, they, you know, the bride and the groom walk back down the aisle and then he stands up. This person that I'm referring to stands up and I'm standing behind him and I put my hands on his back because it looked like he was like leaning. And all of a sudden I am like, I am holding him. If I moved, he's going to completely hit the ground with all of his weight. So I'm standing behind him, holding him. I'm like, are you okay? And all of a sudden realized he's not making any sense. Like he couldn't, he wasn't, he was talking, but not really. So we had him sit back down, keep drinking the water. And, uh, man, I don't want to go too much in it, but all I'm going to say is it, it got really, like really scary to, I thought that was the end of, like, I legitimately thought we were losing this person in that moment. That's how it looked. Things that happened, things that took place. That's almost all of us thought that like, it looked really bad. So a couple of us carried this person into the shade on the chair they were in, laid him down in the shade. And at this point, somebody had already called 911. So me and a couple other people were standing there, but I had said, look, tell them to get here immediately. I'm going to go to the end of the road to wave them down because where it was in, you know, the middle of nowhere, as most of Maine is, but the address, if you put it in a GPS, it takes you like 500 feet, a thousand feet past this driveway. So they would have never found it. So I said, I'm going to grab one of these golf carts because, you know, Maine wedding is obviously going to be golf carts nearby. So I said, I'm going to grab one of these golf carts and I'm going to go to the end of the road and, um, wave them down. So I hop in the golf cart and I pin it absolutely flying to the end of the driveway. And, um, it was like the second I got out of sight of them, it was weird. It's nothing that happened consciously. I didn't intend, I wasn't trying to like stay composed, not consciously anyways, but the second that I got out of their sight and I was just on the road flying towards the entrance to go wave the ambulance, this overwhelming, just heartbreak came over me. And I was just like immediately crying immediately. And I was just so sad and so not ready, not <laughs> so not ready for what I thought was happening. And you know, everybody becomes very religious in that moment. Right. So, and I, you know, I've told you guys many times, I am definitely a spiritual person. I don't agree what mankind has done with things like religion. Absolutely. You can't tell me that it's right or that it does good for people. You just can't, you know, some people find comfort in it. Sure. You know, but they were just, they, they could find comfort in a lot of things. <laughs> That's a whole different, whole different ball game. But yes, I was very spiritual in that moment. Very spiritual. I was talking to whoever was listening and, um, yeah, I was, you know, I got the golf cart turned around on the road, facing back towards where everybody was so that when they got there, I could just 
wave them, run back into the golf cart, and then just pin it and lead the way, you know? <clears throat> um, and I was just standing there, pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. I kept hearing, I kept thinking, I heard sirens, and I didn't hear anything. Kept thinking, I hear sirens, didn't hear anything. And the whole time I'm standing there, I'm just like begging whoever's listening, please, please not yet. Please not yet. Like on the wedding day, you know, just please not yet. And um, I really started to think about all the other things that I have been praying for. And how stupid I felt for praying for these things. How stupid I felt for asking for the things that I ask for. You know? Like, money. <laughs> I for, you know, I lose sight of myself sometimes because of the world around me. Because of, you know, how bad I want. And I fought it for a really long time. Let me tell you what, I fought it for years and I, you know, very stubborn. I, I fought it for years, but then after a while, you know, your kids start to grow up and you just, you struggle for so long and it just gets old, man. It just, it gets old. I don't care who you are. It just gets old. And, um, so yeah, I've just kind of been in this, uh, working my tail off, praying for some kind of break financially. You know, I just would like to, to not struggle, you know? Um, yeah. And I felt really stupid in that moment for all the things that I've been praying for and asking for. Why am I? And I always, 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 it's something that's kind of deeply rooted in me. And it's just something that's super important to me. I don't know if it's like a superstition thing or what, but I feel like if I ask for something for myself to like get ahead or take something off my plate, then I have to also ask for, you know, something, something good, quote unquote, something good <laughs> to balance it out. Like I'm paying for my first request. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but uh, at the same time, I genuinely want these things. I genuinely am asking whoever's listening to help with these things. Like my children's health. You know, my son is going through a procedure, a process right now. I ask for that to be easy on him and for him to not have hardships at school because of it. And for it to just, I just want it to take the first time. I want it to be a success the first time. Let's not you know, I would love for this to be something that is in his past for good once we reach the end of this road that we're on. So I ask for a lot of things like that, but all the money stuff, I, I could not put into words how silly, how stupid I felt at that moment. I just, you know, why wouldn't I, instead of asking for money, why not ask for the ability to be with the people that matter to you most more often. Right? Instead of asking for money, ask for the ability to not need to put in 12 hours a day 
every day of the week. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you guys know what I mean. 10, 12, 16 hours plus, right? Ask for the ability to not have that need anymore so that you can do what I firmly believe we were put here to do. And that is connect with people. That is be around people, support people, love people, be loved, you know, do things in the world. So that definitely um, opened my eyes and I did hear the siren eventually and it did happen to be them. So I had to like go into the middle of the road for them to slow down and see me because they were going straight by it. So I got them to slow down. And as soon as I saw that they recognized me, I sprinted back to the go-kart and I just pinned it and I kept checking back behind me and they were right on my bumper. So, um, we got back to, it was like in a big field kind of deal. We got back to the field and I led them up to where they were. I went around everybody and they stopped. And when I got off, I was just so terrified because again, I'm waiting by the road. So now I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. The last I saw this person, they couldn't talk. They had completely like lost consciousness completely. And if you know this person... It is the opposite of what you would expect something. It is the opposite of what you would expect from a person like this. Just very tough, very resilient, very, uh, let's be real, very stubborn, <laughs> very stubborn, uh, runs in the family, you know, Hey, might as well own it, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, I was just like an absolute terror, panic, crying. I was a mess. And when I got back there, and somebody, I don't remember, I think it might've been Alicia, but somebody, when, as soon as I got off, she's like, or they said, he's okay. He's all right. He's talking, but he was still laying down and they had gotten him more comfortable and stuff. So, you know, I'm just standing there waiting for the ambulance to do what they do. They got the stretcher out. They brought him in the ambulance to do an EKG and all this stuff. They did a bunch of tests and it turns out much like I had been saying to everybody, he was severely dehydrated. They kept saying it was the medication. And I said, it is like, look, I'm not proud of this, but unfortunately I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. I have lost several friends from like literally real life death. I have seen it. You know, I have lost so many people in my life from this stuff. I know what I'm talking about. I know nobody, you know, I know I'm the, the black sheep and, you know, whatever. But I happen to know very well what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. He is severely dehydrated. And what happens when you're on medication like that, like I was saying earlier, when you're at home every day, living your normal routine, it doesn't affect you. But you get put in the direct sunlight and don't drink enough water without even knowing it. When you're in the sun and you're sweating, that speeds up your the sweating process. You're burning through fluids faster. You're dehydrating a lot faster. So then your blood is absorbing way more of whatever is in your system. And in this person's case, it was that friggin' medication. <laughs> so the more dehydrated he got, the stronger the effects of the medication get. 
and the more dangerous it becomes, the more saturated it gets in your system. So after all of this, after all of this ends up being okay, give them fluids, pump them full of fluids, cool them way down, get them in the shade. It was okay. But it might not have, you know, we got lucky. Or maybe somebody was listening when I was begging at the end of the, who knows? I don't know. All I know is I, I, I was, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And that really put in perspective for me, what's important in this life. And this is, like I said, pretty eventful weekend. A lot of you guys have heard me talk about another person sick in the family. This is totally separate. This is a totally separate incident, not even in the same state, actually. <laughs> totally separate person, separate incident, separate situation. Um, the other situation is part of Alicia's family and it's, it's just really sad. It's really, it's really hard. It's really hard because for one, she can't be there. You know, it's not easy for us to go to another state. It's just not, um, financially it's not in the cards, you know, it's just not We're I don't know. We try to give our kids the best lives possible and we sacrifice getting ahead financially in order to do that. So it is what it is. I have no problem with it. You know, I've been broke my whole life basically because of my own choices. I'm not, you know, if I can give my kids a great life, I don't consider that being broke. I consider that a great investment because yeah, anyways, that's a different episode, but you know what I'm trying to say? So it's, it just adds stress for her. It just adds stress. The fact that she can't be there, the fact that she's stuck up here, it just adds stress. Uh, and it makes it so much harder because you're playing the game of telephone and you're all you know about the situation is what you hear from all the people that are there. And when the people that are there are just... <sighs> oh boy, I gotta be careful. But... When the people that are there, when the people that are giving you these messages and the people that you're getting your information from, when those people are just naturally just so negative, just everything is glass half empty. Everything is just, well, it's this person's fault. It's, it's just negative, negative. I don't know how else to paint the picture. I don't know what other words to use. When they're just negative, you have no idea what truths are pulled. You don't have any idea what truths are there to be pulled from the information they're giving you. You have no idea. Are they blowing it entirely out of proportion? Are they partially correct? Are they just saying this out of spite for somebody else? You know, and when you're talking about family, like that's, it's hard, man. It's hard. It kind of goes back to like divorce and stuff like that, where you, you can't make a kid pick a side, right? You can't make a kid pick a parent. That is the most unfair thing that a human being could possibly do, period. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter what age you are, or how old you are. You can't make somebody try to pick sides or, or, you know. And even more than that, when you're talking about an illness or life and death, I mean, you gotta like, oh my God. It makes me so, 
it just makes me so angry because I run out of things to say. And I, I'm the type of person where I can't get involved unless I'm going to be all involved. You, I can't get involved in this unless you want me to do something about it. Cause I can't just stand here and have text battles or let people talk down to you or let people just keep you in a ball of tears for days on end, just sick to your stomach, like really badly stressed and just sad. I can't let people keep you in that state and not do something about it. Okay. So we either need to like cut out the people that bring that type of energy, cut them out completely, or I'm going to take, I'm going to take the wheel and you might, you may like what happens. You may not. I don't know. I don't even know what's going to happen. All I know is I, I can't, I am so not the type of person to live with that. And everybody that knows me knows that. I have enough going on in my head. I have enough negativity with within myself that I battle. Leave. I can't deal with yours. Yours has no room in my life. Get it away from me. Close your mouth. You know, if you want to be part of my life, then that's not an option for you. That's the way it's been for me for many years. I'm not, I just can't do it. I'm not, I can't do it. I can't. I don't know if it's because of the empathy thing like I instantly feel it and I just can't take yours on top of mine. Like I just can't do that. I can't. So if you can't be glass half full positive and just, you know, happy, dare I say happy about something. <laughs> I mean, my God, something, then I can't have you in my life. It's that simple. If you're going to be that person, I immediately, you have to leave or I am leaving what, you know, way easier. Actually, let me just get out of here. I will not answer the phone. I will not text back. I, you know, I just can't, I can't. And some people don't know that they can't. So they try to listen. They try to just, well, you know, they were just having a bad day or they make excuses for them because you don't want to believe that that's who these people are. Obviously, you don't want to believe that. But, you know, I mean, after a while, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, to get back to the root of the whole thing, much like Alicia and now myself, we it's like we both had just kind of a blow during the weekend. It really put in perspective for me again, because like I said, this used to be very fresh on my mind. This used to be the way that I thought, but it got me in a lot of, I don't want to say trouble. I mean, trouble in the sense of 2022, what mankind has done to the gift of life kind of trouble, you know, having trouble paying my bills all this other stuff, but I've always been a great person. I've always loved the crap out of my family, my kids. I just want to be a good guy. You know, I want to make people happy. I want to compliment. I want to support. I want to leave, make people feel good about themselves. The amount of money I have has never been part of my concern. So I guess the fact that I have really let that consume me and I don't want to say consume me because I've never lost who I am, but the fact that I've let that become something that I'm praying for, I don't know. I didn't like the way that tasted. That didn't sit well with me. It did not sit well with me that I've been praying for 
a financial break. Like, why would I pray for something that I, in my, in my core, that I believe is just so evil? The entire, just the entire, man. And something really creepy, okay? Really spooky. This person for Alicia in her family that got really sick and had this major thing. They are now, just so everybody that cares about us and is concerned, the person in my family, they're fine. I mean, as fine as you can be. person in her family has been moved to hospice and, you know, they're just making them comfortable until it happens, basically. Um, it didn't happen that night, but uh, yeah, there's no, like, real activity, so just to keep you guys up to date there. But, um, yeah. What was I just saying? Oh, right. Right. Something creepy. So this person in Alicia's family. Okay. They lived alone. They lived alone and this incident happened and they didn't, they weren't found for like two days. And, you know, when the brain stops functioning, your body releases everything and he's still alive, but just kind of laying there, you know, I'm sure you can picture where I'm going with this. It was just really sad, really friggin' heartbreaking. Um, but they, right where he had fallen, he was laying next to his desk. On his desk was this little envelope. And he had wrote this thing on the envelope. I don't have it word for word, but somebody took a picture of it and sent it to Alicia or saucy mom, as some of you guys know her. It is literally like <sighs> chilling how man, I'm pretty sure I have said this exact statement before sort of deal. Like, he was saying money, money is the root of all evil. It was just basically along those lines, but he put it in a way that I had never heard before. And he finished with live free or die. And basically it had consumed him. He had always struggled to pay his bills and man, it just, it really reminded me of what's important. Like, you know, unfortunately, and I mean that, unfortunately, moving to the middle of nowhere in the wilderness, living off the land, hunting for food, just living off the grid without any financial obligations. That's not an option for me because I have a family, you know, do I want to when I make that decision, I'm, I don't just make it for myself. I make it for my kids and my wife. You know what I mean? But to be completely transparent, as far as I'm concerned, that would make me so happy. That would make me so happy to just cut ties with the modern day world. I just don't believe in any of it. I have, I, I have never been able to. I'm 34. 
since I got my first job and saw really what the working world was. I just have the hardest time being part of it. It is so hard for me. And I, you know, people have said, you have a really old soul. And maybe that's true. Maybe I have an old soul, somebody that was involved in that uh, transformation of how things operated in society. I don't know. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I have such a deep-seated resentment towards money and what it... I mean, look at how much of the evil that takes place in the world is directly related to money. And the masks that people put on it to make you think that what you're spending your money on is good or beneficial or, you know, I don't know. I mean, to me, honestly, let's use, and again, I, I'm not trying to be negative about anything. I am just simply stating a fact. Like I, I am a very spiritual person on my own and I talk to whoever is listening, so to speak, on a very regular basis what I ask for and the way I ask for it has certainly changed after this past weekend. But just as an example, I would, the, the likelihood of me taking part in something like a mass, if it was in the middle of a field with just some random person, just sharing inspiring words, and then we all leave. That'd be great. You know, I, I would almost definitely attend something like that because I do believe there's so much going on there. The human connection, the, all of that stuff. And I would also want everybody, <laughs> this is such a fantasy. It's like a cult, but I would also want everybody to be in like a sweatsuit or something, you know, everybody just wear pajamas. Yeah. A pajama party in a field. See, now we're talking. I've actually been to a couple of those again. I'm from Maine, but yeah, man, if it was like a pajama party in the middle of a field, right. And it's somebody with something really inspiring. They want to share a, a perspective on life, just something inspirational. I would go to that all that I would go to that every week. I would go to that every week. And you know what? To be totally honest, whatever is at the very beginning of these ancient stories that we're still playing telephone with, whatever is at the very beginning of that, I that's what it was. That's what it was. It wasn't at some incredibly amazing building that they have to collect money from everybody for every week to, you know, and then just drive it down everybody's throats. If you, if you are lost and you are looking for that, then we're here, you know, but you come to us. We're not going to just continuously jam it down your throat and tell you, you either come here or, well, you're, you know, it's going to be really hot when you die. You know what I mean? But that's that. I, I think that all goes back to my my innermost deepest feelings about life, about the world. We are given this, this amazing 
gift, this amazing gift to live a life. Like, man, you got to sit back and think about that. Like what, you know, what is life? What, what is this whole thing? We don't know. We'll never know. Not while we're here anyway. We'll never know while we're here. Not while we're living it will we ever know the answer to that. But you know what we do know? I have three kids downstairs that I helped create that are amazing. Amazing, hilarious, great people. My wife, absolutely love her to death. We have a great, a great connection. We have been through war in back. You know what? If I am going someplace really hot when I die, bring it on. Bring it on. Because I've walked through that thing 10 times with her holding her hand and I'm still here and I don't look very burned. If anything, I could probably use some sun. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it, that's where it all goes back to. I, I've told you guys many times, even just with work life, I'm, you know, I have risen to the top of anything I have ever put my mind to. If I get hired someplace and I want to be the best, well, sorry, best guy. I'm coming for you and I'm going to get you. And then as soon as I get you, I get bored and uh, leave. Or better yet, I have recently found out I don't get bored. I don't believe I deserve it. And then I bounce. So who knows, really, right? But um, I just could not believe, and I still can't believe, that I let myself fall back into that trap. I let myself fall back it back into that 2022 trap of praying for money. Praying for the thing that I despise. I just despise it. We are given this in this insanely unique gift of life. And we spend how what is the percentage of our life that we spend Chasing paper, trees that were turned into paper. Guys, I have a tree right there. One of the most beautiful trees I've ever seen right outside my window. Why can't I just like sit next to that thing and, you know, build a life here and farm the land and, you know, snag a deer every now and then. Why can't I just do that? There's a river right right attached to my land. Why can't I just go fish and cook that up for supper for everybody? I mean, I can. Technically, I can. Of course I can. But the amount of time that that takes, guess what? Well, then you're going to lose the house. Well, then you're going to lose the land. Well, then you're going to lose, you know, the car that you have to drive to go do all of these things like the banks and the bills and the... Just really disappointed in myself that I let myself get to a place where I was praying for that instead of, well, not instead of, but that really, if I'm being honest, was the primary ask. That was my primary ask was a financial break was like, just let me get ahead so that I can work without the constant pressure and migraine and on top of everything else, you know, if I could just get ahead and just know that I'm like a couple months, few months out taken care of, then I could just freely just do my thing, 
build up to the point where I'll never have to worry about it again, you know? But why is that the main ask? Man, I refuse to let myself get there again. No, I, I want to ask for, you know, if I only have 15, if I only have 15 times of getting together with a person, can I please have 16 instead? Can, can we have one extra time together? You know, if I only have whatever, six more years of one of my kids wanting to be wanting to be home, spending time with me. Can I have seven, you know, or, or can, can you just make their lives so much easier from a demand standpoint that they can actually enjoy life that they don't lose sight of life? Because I just don't know, you know, I don't know how many people have the perspective that I do know there's many, but I don't know how many have that perspective of life and how amazing this is. I don't know. I just don't know. I live in Maine, man. Like it's, you know, I feel like it's a lot easier here than if you were in New York city or so many other places. How do you not just get lost in the routine? Like I'm in Maine and I just lost myself temporarily. I'm telling you about it right now. I lost sight of it again for a, a little bit. This, this whole system, you know, there's a, a, a small percent of people. Guess what? These people were born like you and me. They shit like you and me. They're going to die like you and me. Why do they get to just live life why do they get to just i don't know do anything they want to do every day forever and everybody else is just on the grind you're gonna tell me you would rather i don't name it name the job you would rather do that than i don't know something else maybe be with your family or or maybe do something with your family maybe be productive with your family. I would love to just like farm and just do things that you need to live, you know, but with my family, teach my kids. That's how it used to be. Teach my kids how to garden, teach my kids how to just appreciate, just to never lose sight of the fact that this is so rare. This is so unique. We literally have no idea. You could go to sleep tonight and never wake up again. You hear that. It sounds cliche, well, yeah, but that won't happen to me. You you realize everybody thinks that, right? The millions upon millions of people that die every day, you realize they thought the same thing, right? That's not a joke. Like, that is so real. You just never know. You never know. You literally never know. And that's why... That's a, you know, I'm no hero. I'm not trying to sound like I'm better than you or anybody else or that I got it figured out. Lord knows. I think this by episode 10, you guys know I'm very far from having it figured out. But one thing I, I can say with genuine honesty 
if I ever were to come into money, a substantial amount of money, it would be used to leave a massive impact on this earth. One of the top things on my dream board is to create change that continues to create change. Meaning, create change that continues changing things and the world after my time here has come and gone. That is one of my main goals. I really... It's so important to me. But how do you know? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know how common that outlook is. I don't know how common that perspective is. I don't know how common those goals are. I don't know. I don't know. I think if they were more common and they were more, the perspective was more common, I feel like, man, the world would be a different place. You can't tell me it wouldn't be. You could take, what, four people's money and change the entire United States lives for U.S. citizens' money. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, they'd still be wealthy, but you could change everybody's lives in the country. That, you know, when some people are going to be living off the state or just barely getting by, and you, that affects everything. That affects your quality of life, that affects your health, that affects literally everything. A lifetime of that, I mean, you're shaving years and years off of the potential life that this person could have lived. It's just not something I'll ever be able to truly get behind and comprehend. But I don't know. I've been all over the place. I know. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't really have a legit set in stone topic, but um, this is something that I've really wanted to talk about for a while and is very important to me. This is literally who I am at the core. I, I just believe in life, man. Like living life. This rat race that we have created or that somebody has created. It's just not what it's supposed to be about. Whoever whoever gave you that gift of life, if it was in fact somebody or something that created your life, you truly believe they are capable of everything we say they're capable of. And this is what they had intended for us. You can't, that, that just, that doesn't make sense to me in any scenario. Zero, zero scenarios where that makes sense. Spend our lives chasing the, and then, you know, I mean, some people get lucky, but the majority of people, by the time you've earned enough to walk away from that grind, from that paper chasing, quite literally, you know, you're not athletic enough to go do much. You're not healthy enough most of the time to do much. You know, it's uh, (laughs) retirement homes and... Florida vacations because they just want to golf from a golf cart because they can't walk very far anymore. Knees are destroyed from heavy lifting and fingers and elbows and bodies ruined. From what? Crazy stuff. 
It's crazy stuff. I don't know how much sense I'm making to anybody, but if you can relate, let me know. I'm not going to go on about it anymore. I'm going to let you guys go. Short episode this week. But yeah, I I was just very disappointed that it took back-to-back awful situations for it to really get put in my face again, that I was I had totally lost sight of what matters. And I had a great time there. You know, once that person was back on their feet at the wedding, I had a great time. I had a really good time with my family, seeing everybody happy, just enjoying life in the middle of a, funny enough, in the middle of a field, just a bunch of great people hanging out, no agenda, just hanging out, just being happy, just, you know, supporting each other. No judgment, or at least no outward judgment. I had a great time. And, um, yeah. Just bummed out it took something like that for me to remember what's really important, what's really worth praying for. Bummed out. But, then again, I suppose if it wouldn't have happened that day, I would have gone another day without that kind of uh, slap on the forehead saying, hey, wake up. You know, you, you forgot what you stand for a little bit. You kind of forgot what's really important. And I did. I definitely did. But not anymore, man. Not anymore. I may need another slap on the forehead in five years, you know, once I get sucked back into the rat race. But at least, at least I know at my center, at my core, this is my belief. This is what really matters. This is what's really important. So I have to believe that's what's guiding this ship most of the time. That's what's steering me most of the time. The only reason that I play this game that I let myself be a part of it is because of those kids is because of my wife and you know not everybody's built for the uh the off the grid life <laughs> i mean it would take anybody some getting used to i i certainly wouldn't just be all hunky dory it would be hard but you know what that's okay cuz i'd be doing it for me i'm doing it for me i'm not doing it for the irs i'm not doing it for whatever else doing it for me you know and my loved ones and my family and pass on pass on a meaning pass on to my kids the meaning of what i thought life was in hopes that they won't lose sight of it in hopes that they won't let this world rob them of life don't let this world rob you of the gift of life you have to find a way to truly live while playing this game that we unfortunately have to play, I guess. It's kind of crazy, you know? I heard a song, a part in a song the other day. It just blew me away. They said, uh, 
know, they never freed the slaves all those years ago. They just realized they didn't need chains. Like, man. <laughs> Sit back and think about that for a second. They never freed the slaves. They just realized they didn't need chains. And it doesn't matter what skin color you are. I mean, unless, you know, you're making a news program to try to... Anyways, not even going to get into that. But, yeah. Um, not, not much has changed from the slave days. Not much has changed. It's just, it looks different. We feel free. I can, you know, if I, I can go walk down the street, I can go punch a guy in the face if I want to, right? I can walk right across the street right now and take a dump on my neighbor's porch. I think I'm free, but you know, I don't know. That is a, a never ending conversation is what I'm doing. Because I know the, the argument to that is, well, even if without all that, you're going to be working, you know, getting food is work. Shelter is work. All that stuff is, it's work. It, it absolutely is. But I'm doing it for me. I'm, you know, well, when you earn money and pay for your house, you're doing that for you. Yeah, I am, but I'm not, though. I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing a job for somebody else, and then I get... A little something, and I have to share my little something with a couple few other people, a bunch of other people. And then what I get to keep, I get to try to do the shelter, the food, the, the transportation, all this other stuff. Just just think about it, man. Don't lose don't lose sight of life in your life. Don't lose sight of life in your life. Anywho, speaking of the, the kiddos, they are home from school, so I'm going to go punch them in the face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to go give them some hugs, ask them how their days were. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. This one always gets my brain just really spinning. And I, I try to... I used to really let it cripple me. I used to really let it cripple me. Because I just refused to give in. Something about the whole deal. I just refused to quote-unquote give in and be part of the system, you know? When really, you know, unless you abandon your family or drag them through it with you, there's no, you know, what else are you going to do? This is what man has turned the world into. So maybe someday I'll fall into a bunch of money and I will be able to make a place where people can go to rehabilitate their lives and also remember what life, L-I-F-E, remember what life actually is. It is a friggin' amazing gift. Don't waste it. Don't let your energy and consciousness don't let it all be devoted to crap to to paper for god's sakes 
I don't know. A lot of diarrhea of the mouth. Hopefully you guys got something from it. Um, episode 10 in the books. I'm really hoping episode 11 we have approval for that video because you guys are going to absolutely love this guy's perspective on addiction and the family members of addicts. It is, it totally blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And I really can't wait to share it with you. If, uh, <clears throat> if I don't have approval <laughs> by the time I'm recording episode 11, I'm probably just going to write down most of what he says. <laughs> and I'll just say it myself. <laughs> Uh, gonna love the internet, <laughs> but yeah, man, you guys have a great rest of the day. I really appreciate you all hanging out with me. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow on whatever platform it is you're listening on. Podcast is available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Check out the YouTube channel again, Patreon. Um, yeah, all that stuff. I love you guys, man. Get back to, uh, get back to living your life. Get back to living your life. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to change what you do. It just, just change how you do it and what, what your intentions are while you're doing those things. Our, you know, our time left is always getting shorter. It's always shrinking. Our window is always closing. Always. It never stops closing. Take advantage of it, man. Don't let them, don't let them tell you what's important. Because they, they don't know. <laughs> That's for sure. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great weekend. Football's back. Yeehaw. That is one thing humanity's done that I can get behind. A little competition. A little competition never hurt anybody. Well, that's not true. But, <laughs> all right, I'm done. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there, everybody. Peace out. Saucy fam. Saucy fam.